We are three best friends living on three corners of the country, wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. Okay, ladies, welcome to this week's episode of A3 Life. We're super excited to have you. So we're coming off a highly motivating, powerful month of May where we just heard from some of the most amazing women I've ever met, powerful stories, empowerment, like, oh my gosh, what a great month of May to recognize women and their empowerment and all the great things that they're doing from their life to entrepreneurship. Just, oh my gosh, I loved it. I think it was amazing. So with that being said, we wanted to kind of go into this week's episode talking a little bit about that and how do I get started? So maybe you listen to May's podcast and you caught every episode and you're just like feeling like a million bucks. Like I can do this. I feel empowered. I feel motivated. Where do I even start? Right? So maybe you're just like in this weird deep place. We're all coming off this like quarantine stuff. Our lives have been turned upside down. We've turned into homeschoolers. We've turned into working from home. Literally the whole world has just changed on us. So maybe you're like in this weird slump that I just don't know where to go or how to do this or how do I start? How do I start my journey? How do I start my powerful, impactful journey that, you know, that we heard about in May from these other women? So how do I even get there? You know, I think we've all asked ourselves this question before. We've all been in a dark place. You've had a lot going on. Like, how am I going to come out of this? How am I, what do I need to do? And, you know, ladies, we've all heard this being in this industry. I know you've all heard it because I heard it. And that's like personal development and self-care because this business can absolutely consume you and it will, and it will become this like crazy. It can come become a crazy dark place. You can have all the success that you want and you know, you say your team's growing and your leadership's growing and all these things are happening and you can still find yourself in a dark place And I think it's so important that we talk about self-care and personal development and we hear it all the time, but let's dive deep and talk about that and, you know, give each other some tips and be real and raw and honest and talk about some things that we can do, inspire, get motivated and get, you know, on our journey here. Yeah, I, um, I wanted to going into this topic actually define self-care because we mentioned that people think of self-care as going to get your nails done, going to get your hair done, going to get your eyebrows waxed, whatever it may be. And those are things that can they intertwine and overlap? Absolutely. And they do typically, I would say, because when you feel that you look good, you also feel good. And that in itself is a little bit of a care type of thing, but that's really more self-maintenance. That's really more um, physical exterior type of, of work. And so I quickly did a Google search to really define what is self-care? And so I'm just actually going to read to you what the internet defines self-care as, uh, because I think it just really encapsulates it and covers everything really well. So this article is um, from psychcentral.com. It's a psychology and 
mental health website. And it says self-care is any activity that we do deliberately in order to take care of our mental, emotional, and physical health. Although it's a simple concept in theory, it is something that we often overlook. Good self-care is key to improve mood and reduce anxiety. It is also key to a good relationship with oneself and with others. Something And self-care is described as something that refuels us rather than takes from us. So I thought that that definition was a really, really good definition of what that looks like because we're not talking about these exterior things that we do to make ourselves look or feel a certain way. We're talking about actual work on us that is, as it is described in here, intentional and thought out and planned for physical, emotional, and mental health. Um, so I just thought that was super interesting because that was one of the things that we sort of talked about amongst ourselves when we were talking about this topic was what is self-care? So then I found this and, and anyway, I found, I found that kind of interesting. Yeah. And I think we're all like, obviously we all maintenance ourselves. And like Allie mentioned, I think that does come into play, getting up, getting dressed. I mean, don't we all feel better when you get up, put on your game face get ready for the day, do your hair, fix your makeup. Is it something we do every day? No, but do we feel better when we do? Absolutely. You know, like we're not saying, and maybe that's not your thing. Maybe getting your notes done isn't your thing. You know, exterior is important, like Ali mentioned, but we're talking like the deep stuff that no one really wants to deal with. And I just feel like as women and moms and entrepreneurs and wives, it's just like such a heavy burden. So one of my top things, and I talk about this a lot, is find some non-negotiables in your life. Let's talk a little bit about that and we can share some of ours and you know what that looks like. Maybe it's, I think probably, I would say my biggest struggle in my marriage and my relationship is the phone. And I would think that it probably is for a majority of couples in this day and age is probably the biggest issue is like we just like constantly have this battle. I'm like, get off your phone. He's like, well, you're on your phone. And then I'm like, well, no, I'm not. I put my phone down. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you all can relate to this in some way, shape or form. It's the freaking phone. I jokingly tell him, I'm like, when we go to divorce court and they say, why are you getting divorced? I'm going to say the effing phone. That's why I'm getting a divorce. You know? So I think my biggest tip in, in life, in personal development and personal relationships is finding kind of like a non-negotiable time for phones, whatever that looks like for you. And I know as an entrepreneur and definitely if you're building a business or you're like super excited, it's really hard to put that freaking phone down. You guys, like, I know, I know it is the worst, but finding a time in the day, you know, maybe it's like when you're in bed, no phones, or maybe when you're at the table, no phones, or maybe in the car, whatever it looks like for you. But I would say you don't want your spouse to hate what you do. And if they think that it's solely you're on your phone 24 seven, which let's be honest, that's how most of us run our business, but you know, understanding and setting some limitations on a phone would be my number one recommendation. I am not an expert at it, but I, I mean, that's the biggest issue Matt and I have. Like it goes back and forth. It's like, there's no winning. It's like, you get off your phone. You get off your phone. I'm working Well, I'm working too. You know what I mean? Well, and I think like, you know, with us just coming out of May and just coming out of, you know, like the woman empowerment, we did, you know, our podcast with Shay and she just kind of talked about like emotional stress and things like that. Um, even affecting like our weight loss and our health and stuff. 
like, let's be honest, communication on our phone is, is all kinds of different things, you know, like, and so whether it's work or whether it's, you know, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, your kids, your friends, whatever, you know, sometimes you just have to walk away and sometimes you just have to put the phone down because, you know, like stress is triggered by certain things. And I, to me, like, um, self-care is having a healthy relationship with yourself. It's, it's choosing to have a healthy relationship with yourself. And sometimes that means stepping away from things that are, you know, making your wheels spin and just to kind of calm your mind, you know? And I think it's crazy because, you know, we nurture relationships, especially as women, as mothers, we're like nurturers, you know, we nurture these relationships with our children. We nurture the relationships with our, you know, husband, our boyfriend, our, our friendships, but do we actually take the time to nurture relationship with ourselves? And, and it's crazy because I really don't think a lot of people think of it like that. I know I'm even guilty, you know, like you will run yourself so ragged. You will run yourself so dry, making sure everybody else is okay before you ever stop and make sure that you're okay. And like, let's be honest, like if your cup is dry, if you're just a freaking wreck and you know what I mean, you, what, are, what good are you to anybody? You're not going to be able to offer your full self to anybody anyways. So I think, you know, making sure that you're putting a healthy relationship with yourself first above everybody else is what is to me the most important part of self-care. Because if you're doing that, then all the things that you're doing to, to, you know, to, do the self-care is, is, you know what I mean? Like, so, um, to me, like for me personally, self-care, when I know that like I'm at my, you know, there's some things that, that I tend to do and me getting outside and walking, it, it's weird, but like music and walking, they go hand in hand to me. If I put on music, it calms my actual shit. <laughs> music and walking just takes me to like this really, really good, healthy place I could be in the midst of just all kinds of craziness and that actually mellows me out. So I know if I'm, if I'm strapped out, if I'm stressed out, um, put on some music, go for a walk. And that really helps me attend. Well, and I, th I kind of hope that, that that's one of the good things that comes from this quarantine. Cause I have kind of like been able to, see this like quarantine time like in a broader perspective by saying no to more things and I think that I'm hoping that that is what is coming from the quarantine for most of us and I think that's a part of self-care as well is to start developing a no list of things that you don't like and that you can start saying no to uh, you know so I'll give you some examples for me it takes me 45 minutes one way to get to my gym and 45 minutes back that doesn't count the two hours, let's just say, that we spend in the gym. Um, it may not always be that long, but let's just say that's how long it takes. So we're talking that's what, nearly five hours out of an entire day that I was going to the gym six days a week. And so what this quarantine has taught me is that I can say no to a few of those days and work out at home and be more productive here. And then I don't feel like I'm having to, um, 
I'm having to do that. I can say no. And it feels really good. It takes a lot of like pressure and, and weight off of me to feel like I have to do that. That's just one example. So I'm hoping that um, from this quarantine, what people are seeing are creating their list of no's, whether it be, I don't want to go to that gathering that doesn't serve me. I don't want to go to that party. I don't need that friend in my life. I don't need to check my emails before I go to bed. I don't need to check my email first thing in the morning. I mean, whatever that looks like, I do really think that this quarantine time has been whatever it is you believe in God, the universe, a higher power, whatever it is. It was, I think truly his way of saying, sit down and shut up. Like it is time to you all just do nothing. Yeah. And we all know that has been a struggle for me. Like I stay on the go. I feed off of other people's energy. Like that's just my personality. I genuinely enjoy that. So for me, it's been like sit home and sit still. And it's definitely opened my eyes. And for once ever, like I'm flying out um, next Tuesday to go out of town for a retreat. And I'm just like, I'm almost a little bit nervous and I'm never nervous. Like I'll, I'll Uber in South Africa. I have Ubered in South Africa alone, you guys. Okay. So I'm not scared, but I think just because of everything going on, like my anxiety has been a little bit high about traveling alone next week. And I know that's really weird. I'm going to meet other people when I get there, but I've just been used to being home. So that's been something that's kind of been on my mind. It's like, wow, Alisa, look what happens when you stay home. You actually really like it. So I'm just like, oh, I'm going to be gone so long. And before I went bad at eye at that, you know, like I love to travel and that's just been a huge part of my life. Um, so I, I have to agree with you on that. And my next tip would be, and I hope this is something else that people can maybe bring out a quarantine and I hope more people have gotten it. And, you know, this is something like we joke about it, but Allie and I take it very serious is sleep. Like, are you like you guys, you cannot function at a hundred percent, 80%, 70%. You just can't without sleep. So for someone that used to not take sleep as serious, I'm encouraging you, whatever that looks like. I don't care if you get night, night gummies. I don't care if you take melatonin, like I don't care if you take a Benadryl before you go to bed, whatever it looks like to ensure that you're getting a good night's sleep. This fuels your mind. It fuels your body. It goes to working out. If you're working out and not getting results, you need to look at some things and sleep being one of them. How much sleep are you getting? Because your body cannot do what it needs to do without a proper amount of sleep. Like sleep is a must. And what it looks like for other people, like some people can function, Matt can function on like four or five hours of sleep. No, no, no. I need like seven or eight hours of sleep to properly function. So kind of finding that balance for yourself and recognizing what sleep does for you is hugely important. And I do agree because like I, and you, you girls know, I struggle, I struggle, I struggle with in the sleep department, but, um, I can honestly say when I actually get a good night's rest, I'm mentally and physically functioning at, you know, a much better level the following day. And I think that it's something that's super important, especially, you know, like if you're, you know, on a weight loss journey and if you're trying to build muscle, like, hello, your muscles actually like built when you're sleeping. Like, and, and I mean, so there's, there's so much to it that I know sleep is super, super important. And I think like, 
if you really are focused on caring for yourself, you will focus on sleep. And I know that that's something that I myself definitely need to keep. I need to keep reminding myself, sleep, sleep, sleep. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's super important. And hopefully the other thing that has come from this quarantine is, you know, time to do the the things that you love and, and diving back into those types of things. And, you know, on the sleep topic, I've shared with you girls, like I'm struggling with sleeping. It's something that has been a struggle for me. And, uh, that I think is just revolved around all the excess things that we have been put on our plate, you know, like I'm doing e-learning with the kids and assignments are due and this has gone on longer than we anticipated and my son's birthday and what's that going to look like? And, you know, we had big stuff going on with our, with our work and our businesses. And, uh, it, it is really easy to fall into that. And so hopefully something that has come from this quarantine is is doing some more things that you used to really love doing something that gives you joy, you know, um, hopefully you have had time to do that and it doesn't have to be, you know, cause I'm not like a creative person, um, at all. I don't like draw or any of that stuff, paint or, or any of that, but maybe it, for you, it's like, okay, I know I feel better when my house is clean, when my house is not as cluttered. But before the quarantine, I was spending six hours a day driving to the gym and doing those things. And so things just like piled up around me until it feels like I can't breathe anymore. But now I have all this time and I know I feel better when I clean out my closet, when there's not just things laying around, when there's, when things have a little bit of organization. So I'm going to do those things. And so hopefully it has helped you guys to develop a little bit more of what gives you that peace, what helps you feel sane. And, and then you can kind of from there figure out how to, once life goes back to 100% normal, whenever that is, whatever that looks like, we still don't know. Even the states that are opening up, we don't really know what normal is going to be like again or when it's coming. But hopefully you're able to figure out a way to, to continue to incorporate though, incorporate those things into everyday life because if it did if you started doing something that you loved and it did give you a sense of peace and calm and 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 relieve some anxiety then it was obviously something that you were needing to do so keep doing it yeah and we can talk a little bit about that like some ideas like i when we were gone to the beach for a week i got a book at goodwill like legit we were shopping at goodwill and i'm like i actually like reading reading for like fun. I'm not talking just personal development. Why I think that is super important. I'm, I'm reading like some like love story or like some mystery or something like that. Like I genuinely like to read. So I did it while I was at the beach because I did, I wasn't at home. So, you know, when you're at home and you just like find everything to do, you can always find something to do. I was at somebody else's home at the beach. So there wasn't stuff to do. One day Matt was like, what'd you do? I was like, nothing. I don't think like all day. And it was great. And it was amazing. I don't actually know what I did, but, but you know, for me, it's been reading and, um, gardening. I know that's weird. Cause like I kill everything. I'm not promising that anything's going to live, but you know, like watering my plants and checking out my grass and making so sure stuff still alive because I'm home and I've been home and I've been able to enjoy it. So those are a couple of things. And obviously we're like super into podcasts. Like 
if you're listening to this, obviously you're into podcasts, but to me, there's just like an unlimited amount of information and entertainment when it comes to podcasting. Um, so I would recommend that like find a podcast, find something you like, um, and, and spend some time doing that, whether it be for enjoyment or personal development, you know, want to ins- inspiration, you know, motivational, you know, building your business. I mean, those are all things we try to hit with a three life, but outside of that, like just find a podcast that you really like. There's like mystery podcasts. There's, there's a podcast for everything y'all. <laughs> you know, like I totally agree. Um, with that. there is a podcast for everything. <laughs> there's a podcast for everything and a Facebook group for everything. Um, but um, aside from that, like um, one thing that, that I feel like has really stuck out during this quarantine period, and so if we're going to you know, talk about the quarantine period and self-care, it's crazy because we've been in isolation, you know, basically away from people. And it's really allowed me the time to step back and say, you know, you can choose who you spend time with. You can choose the people you surround yourself with. And it's something, I mean, we know, you know, like the saying, you know, you become like the five people you surround yourself the most and all that stuff. But to me, self-care is also, it is also affected by who you surround yourself with. And considering we have been on isolation and we've, you know, basically been to where we can't be around all these people, I'm just going to go ahead and say that some of it has been a relief <laughs> because it's allowed, it's allowed a break, just a, just a little break. And it's allowed me to really stop and think about the people in my life, you know, that, that I had missed being around and I had missed spending time around and the people in my life that I really didn't miss that I was actually happy to have a little bit of a break from. I know that sounds terrible, but it is true. And self-care is something, you know, that, that is affected by who you surround yourself with. If you guys, if you're around somebody who is constantly stealing your joy, why the hell are you around them? Why? I mean, do you actually have to be? Is there ways around it? I mean, even in business and work, I don't know, there's ways around it. And, and I just feel like it's something I'm going to be more cautious of. And, you know, like Allie was saying earlier, you know, just saying no to certain things. And so to me, that might even be saying no to spending time or a certain amount of time with certain people. So maybe you have to be around somebody um, for a certain period of time, but maybe um, maybe the self-care in that area is just making that time minimal. Like, you know, we're, we're, you know, if it's business or something like that, it's just enough to where, you know, you have to, or you're, you're getting done what you need to, but take care of yourself in the sense where you do not have to surround yourself around people that are blood sucking, energy sucking, life sucking, you know, like I just, that's something for me. I'm so influenced by, by who I have around me. You know, when I have my girls around me, I mean, sometimes we act like we're a bunch of teenage girls just running and bopping around and I'm like so happy, you know? And then you have those people that just literally rob you of so much joy. And, you know, we have this one beautiful life. That's all we have. Just this one. Why surround it with people that just steal, steal your joy? I don't know. So to me, self, another, yeah, that's a great tip. Like really pay attention to how you feel when you're around certain people. If you just never feel good when you leave them, 
why do you keep surrounding yourself with them? Why? Agreed 100%. Like just be more protective of yourself. You owe yourself that you owe yourself the respect. You owe yourself that time that those soul suckers can take away from you. The energy that they bring, like the energy that they bring around you. You've been around that person that just brings bad energy. You're just like, you've just been electrocuted. Like I just, you don't have to do it. Ladies, you do not have to do it. And that would be, you know, we dive into what if that person's my husband? <laughs> like I get that a lot and we hear things like that. Um, that's a whole nother episode. But, you know, if it's people that you can have control of and if it's not your immediate family, you don't have to figure out a way. You don't like maybe your aunt drives you crazy. Girl, don't go to her house. Don't go to that cookout. Don't you do not have to do that to yourself. And it's it's OK. You know, you're you're going to make it. So I love that tip. Um, Alicia, and I think it's, it's hugely important, you know, protect yourself. Yeah. And, you know, just as far as like some other ideas go, if you're going, um, if you kind of thought of self-care in a, in a way that we mentioned as maintenance, uh, some things that I really like to do that, you know, in that, in that process of saying, seeing the things that I can start saying no to, it also opens up more opportunities for me to say yes. And so that can be, that can look however you need it to. So, you know, it's been mentioned, but like a few things that I really like to do is go out and walk and pop in a podcast. There's just something about when I am feeling really out of control uh, that making those small little moves and those little decisions and those little things, doing those little things for myself, that puts me back in a place of feeling like I'm back in control because I am controlling what's happening around me. Uh, exercising just in general is one. I can tell every time when I have skipped a workout Um when I have not hit my workouts for the week, it's like, you can't lie to yourself. You know that you've done it and you feel guilty about it. And I can tell a physical, not just a, um, emotional, but especially emotional, but a physical difference in myself. I kind of just sit around and I'm on the couch and I'm like, dang it, Allie, like you did it again. You skipped your workout and you know that that's going to make you feel like crap. And so just don't just, don't miss those things. Does anybody like the process of building up to a workout? Like, okay, I've got to do this leg day or I've got to do this. No, nobody likes oh, that it's feeling. the worst. I have to yeah. do that today. I haven't worked out yeah. today. And I'm just like, I haven't worked out today either. And I have to, when we're done before I have other things to do tonight. So it's like, I have to make time for this because I didn't do it yesterday. And then I felt really crappy about myself and I could feel it welling up inside me that I had not done something I promised myself I was going to do. And so nobody likes that feeling, but nobody ever regrets having done it once it's over. Everybody always feels better. They always feel more energized. And it's kind of just like, check, 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 check. It feels really good to check things off of a list. So maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you need to make a list of things that make you happy, that make you feel fulfilled, that take away some stress from you um, and check them off. Everybody likes that feeling of check marking things and, and I've accomplished this. Um, so a few other ideas you can do that I really like to do is um, go shopping. 
I love to go shopping. Maybe right now that is some online shopping for you. And sometimes I just like to shop around. It doesn't even mean that we, like I necessarily buy anything, but I'll just like fill up my cart and I'm like, oh, look at all this cool stuff. And then I'll just hit the X button and close out of it. Like, but it was like, oh, I got to look at all these cute things for a while. Um, redecorating. Maybe now's a good time to paint a room or to put new curtains up or um, whatever. Darren and I just got a new motorcycle. So we like to go on a motorcycle, a motorcycle, motorcycle ride, um, a motorcycle ride. It's fun. It's like therapeutic. It's a little bit of an adrenaline rush. It releases endorphins. It's, it's fun. Um, some other things, cooking your favorite meal, taking a bubble bath, meditating, all of these things can be considered self-care. So it doesn't have to be any of these things and it doesn't have to be all of these things. It can be some of these things or none of these things or it can, whatever it means for you. Um, but self-care is super, super important. Yeah. Whatever it looks like, whatever you're doing, whatever is well with your soul, whatever is not well with your soul, goodbye. If that's a person, if it's a feeling, if it's an obligation, if it's an event, if it's just like, it's okay to say no. And I think, you know, to kind of reiterate everything that we went over saying no, being protective of your time, getting enough sleep and doing the things that you genuinely enjoy and just kind of like stepping back a little bit. And I think, you know, it's been a huge realization for all of us as well as the whole world. I would like to think that things are different and they may never be the same. We may never go back to the old us, which could be a good thing. You know, it, it's okay. We've made it through this and we want to come through it more powerful, more educated. You know, we, you want to come out of this deal knowing more than when you went in and whether it be about like self-help or, you know, personal development or knowing yourself better, if you can come out of this and know yourself a little bit better. And you know what, you know, people say you've changed. Yep. May change again tomorrow. Like that's okay. You guys, like people say you change, like it's a bad thing. It does not always have to be a bad thing. In most cases, people change for the better. So if someone's telling you that y'all it's okay. It's okay to change and better yourself. Um, so I hope that that's what everyone can come out of this with. You know, I'm going to just um, elaborate on that just, just a little tiny, tiny bit as far as, you know, people saying, you know, change is a bad thing because I've heard that so much. I, you guys, I can't even explain to you how much lately I've heard that, you know, I think sometimes change makes other people uncomfortable. That doesn't mean it's wrong for you. You know, sometimes you change and you outgrow a circumstance. You change, you outgrow a person. You change, you outgrow something, or you just pivot and it's a different direction. The thing is, is change is not always bad. And to be honest, whether people like to admit it or not, we are forever changing. The world is forever changing. You are forever changing because life circumstance things do change you. And you know, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, you know, but, um, you know, when I was young, I used to always write and I would journal and I stopped doing that for a long time. And lately I have actually started journaling again. And I can say that that has actually been super, super good. Um, as far as self-care goes, you know, just getting your thoughts, getting your feelings and, and putting them down on paper. So that would just kind of be my one last little throw in their tip. Awesome. Well, I hope you ladies enjoyed this. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you're all coming off of May. Like we are super excited, motivated. If you have not joined our worth the work Facebook page, we would absolutely love to have you. You can just search it in the search bar. We go a little more in depth. 
I think we have a training coming up sooner than later. If you didn't catch our Instagram training, I would highly recommend it. Everyone loved it. So if you're interested in that, we do have the replay available in our work, the work group page. So we would love to have you all there like share, spread all the love. We appreciate so much. We appreciate our fans and everyone that enjoys this. So if you love it, share it. We would appreciate that. So I hope y'all have a great week and we will see you next week on a three life. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life dot biz.